Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Dairy V500 campaign manager Alan Dillon to review the key messages from Beef 2022 for Dairy Beef farmers, to discuss the lessons learned from the Green Acres programme and the new Dairy V500 programme launched recently. Alan, you're very welcome. There was a huge amount of information available for farmers in the Dairy Camp to Beef Village at Beef 2022. What were the key messages? One thing that was shown, if you look through all the Dairy Camp to Beef uh, information that was given was, uh, you know, there is profitability in the system. It depends on a number of factors. Some of the main ones, I suppose, are in terms of the management of the animal and, you know, age of slaughter. If you look at some of the main boards at the beginning of the, of the, of the, the open day, you would have seen that there is a direct correlation between you know hitting your weight targets and achieving an earlier age of slaughter, uh, both in terms of profitability and in terms of our environmental targets with regards to greenhouse gases. And this would feed back then into what we saw in the villages in terms of the management practices that would help you achieve these different, um, help you achieve your targets in terms of age of slaughter and in terms of profitability. Um, a lot of the work that has been done over the years as well is looking at genetics and it is showing that animals you know from beef bred sires with higher levels of of genetic merit are more more likely to achieve these targets and achieve higher levels of profitability and i suppose the challenge now is to try and roll out these sires more to make them more widely available amongst the dairy industry um, so we can buy these calves of higher genetic merit and hopefully turn these into into a more profitable system on these farms there was lots to see in the day and i suppose the green acres program that has drawn to a close what were the key lessons that farmers learned from a financial point of view? Yeah, I suppose the, the main one is it's we, we made more money. Um, so our, our targets are excluding subsidies. We, they, we don't count them, but we had a net margin starting off in the program of around 100 euros a hectare across the board. Again, big variation in profitability. We had some who were quite profitable to start with and we had a number of farmers that were making a loss excluding subsidies. Um, by the end of the program, we hit a net profit of 650 euros a hectare. And this varied widely. It went from a uh, top profit of 50 euros a hectare, one farm up to, um, I think, a couple of farms hit in excess of, of 1,300 a hectare, um, excluding subsidies. And there would have even been, you know, l- l- hired labour and land, rented land is included in these calculations as well. So we, we are seeing, you know, that there, there's big potential in the system. But it's depending on hitting all these targets along the way. You know, the first 12 months are crucial in a, in, in a calf's life. Um, you know, the, if we look at what leads to these levels of profitability, you know, okay, while there's a lot of talk about the environmental aspect and, you know, our high stocking rates, um, you know, viable going forward, given our climate change targets, what we have seen is that, you know, you do need a certain level of output in terms of lightweight output on your farm to achieve profit. Um, the the lightweight output on the green acres farms moved from a little over 990 kilos per hectare up to 1400 kilos per hectare in 2021 um, and that is key without output you you know you are going to struggle to cover your variable and fixed costs in the farm and leave yourself with a decent level of profitability um, and in terms of right okay what leads to this you know grass production is still key so we are have a, a big grass based focus in the program um, you know, production increased by 19% over the over the over the three years. Now we are looking to identify ways of reducing nitrogen input, so that's bringing a bit more clover in the swards. We've done a lot to rectify uh, soil fertility, particularly lime, which is in a, which was in a bad way on some of the farms. Um, silage quality was worked on as well. So you know, while they weren't bad to begin with in terms of silage quality, 
um, they were, you know, in the in the mid to high 60s in terms of silage quality. We have increased that. So the vast majority will be achieving between 70 and 75 DMD silage on, on an annual basis. Um, and really, this leads on into the first winter where we, we saw most of the damage was being done on, on cattle beef farms. There was a very little, if any, weight gain being achieved over the first winter period uh, on a lot of these weanlings that were going to sheds. So where you would have been expecting, you know, 0 0.5, 0 0.6 of a kilo a day, we saw a large number of the farms were achieving somewhere between 0 0.1 and 0 0.2 of a kilo a day. So if you have a long winter period of 150 days, you, you're really on the back foot if you don't achieve these targets. Um, and that was one thing, along with maybe the, the rearing period and the transition over to grass from, from milk to grass, where we saw that farmers are losing most of the ground in this calf to be system. And that's something we've been working hard to rectify. Um, as well as that, the herd health, I suppose we had some farms that were purchased in calves through dealers and marts. Um, They're coming from very, very, very big numbers of sources. So, you know, there could be a group of 30 calves and they might have become come from 15 farms in a day when they're dropped off. We did see a lot of herd health problems with this, um, particularly pneumonia. Scour, not so much a problem. In reality, the scours probably passed by the time they left the dairy farm and were sold. But pneumonia then started to hit in on these farms, and this did result in, in some significant issues on a, on a number of farms with regards um, pneumonia outbreaks leading to calf mortality levels rising, uh, big vet bills, lack of thrive subsequently with calves that got hit with pneumonia. Uh, and we did find that reducing the number of sources and trying to create, um, I suppose, a link between the dairy farmer and the dry stock farmer to where there's a constant um, you know, a deal done, let's say, on a rolling basis that the, the, the you know the beef farmer is happy to come back every year and buy the same calves off the farmer again. Um, it did help in terms of, you know, trying to reduce the level of, of, of mortality and illness in calves uh, in, in the early stages of life. And the final one then, I suppose, genetic merit. And, and this is the one that not we still really haven't cracked. Um, trying to, I suppose, improve the genetic merit of, of the beef the beef sired calves that come from these farms. And this is maybe where Dairy Beef 500 will hopefully help. That um, I suppose the vast majority of our farmers were in, in the Green Acres program were purchasing Frisian calves. And I suppose that feeds back into, into, into the fact that a lot of the beef sired calves were coming from, from beef bulls of very poor genetic merit. So if you're looking at, I suppose the most popular ones are the early maturing ones, the Angus and the Hereford, trying to source High genetic merit, Angus and Herefords, um, on a constant basis was extremely difficult. Um, a lot of them were quite poor in terms of their carcass performance, in terms of their 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 conformation. And when we looked at the price point between between the three of these elements, we found that look, a lot of our guys are finding the Frisian to be a bit better value. Now, if we could source, I suppose, these uh, higher genetic merit calves on a constant basis at, at, a, at a reasonable price and, and we're guaranteed that's what we're getting. That would change probably our, our outlook on this. But um, by and large, we found that to be the hardest part to solve was that, you know, number one, the calves, the the, the beef bulls that have been used on these cows uh, coming off dairy farms were, were quite poor. Um, and the second one is a lot of them had no sire registered. So we didn't actually even know what the what the sire was to even try and quantify what type of calf we we're going to get. So when you took them into account, I suppose a number of our farmers found the, the Frisian at, at, in the last phase anyway to be... Um, probably a slightly safer bet given the, the price point they were in purchase at. A lot of lessons learned, Alan, in relation to grass production, silage quality over the winter and herd health on the farms. The Dairy B500 campaign was launched recently. Can you tell me more about it? This is a, a whole new venture for Chagas. 
Um, I suppose it probably sounds a bit like the the Green Acres program to begin with, and there is a there is an element of that in it, but it's it's a, a much wider campaign. There's a lot more involved in this. It's basically a five year campaign um, focused on sustainable dairy beef production. So it's called Dairy Beef 500, and there's a reason for the 500 in it. We have a campaign objective to achieve a net profit on average of um, 500 euros per hectare. So this, and this excludes all land, labor, and subsidies. Okay. Um, so reduced age of slaughter is something we want to look at as well. As, as I said earlier in you know, the Grange Open Day, there was a, you know, there is a push on to try and reduce the age of slaughter on on beef farms um, to meet help meet climate change targets. And as I said, it does help increase profitability on the farm. We're going to try and reduce the carbon footprint across these farms as well. And as I said, that the hardest note we've had to crack previously was, was trying to improve the beef merit of dairy beef calves. So we will be working with the dairy industry as much as the beef industry over the next five years to try and work with dairy farmers to aim to reduce the, or to Im improve the beef merit of the of the dairy beef calves that are, that are being produced. So beef bulls that are being brought onto farms in either stock bull or AI, saw, AI straws, you know, that's where we're going to make a big focus to try and at least get the raw material correct in terms of genetic the genetic merit coming off the, the dairy farms to begin with. Um, we will also be providing um, some training courses, new entrants and existing dairy beef producers. So in time, we'll be we'll be outlining that uh, on social media and through, through our various Chagas offices and regions. Um, so they will be there for, for anyone to attend and uh, they will be uh, done over a couple of days. And it'll be basically upskilling to try and try and help farmers to, to achieve the weight gain targets um, that we need to, to achieve to make this, this system profitable. And that, that's what we're seeing is that, that weight gain targets are being missed at every step along the way, probably up until the, you know, the 14, 15 month mark at least. Um, and that's what's hit killing the profitability of this system on a number of farms. Um, we have uh, the other key pillars, key pillars of the campaign then are, um, we have a, a, a farm in Ballyvaden we're going to be taking on there in Federal and Tipperary. Um, we have our existing green acres farms that are going to transfer over into the Dairy Beef 500 farms. And we have taken on four more farms as well across the country. So every region in, in Chagas region in the country will have at least one um, Dairy Beef 500 demo farm that, that we will be working with and will hold open days and discussion groups on. Um, we will be looking at the education. So we'll be upscaling, you know, farmers, advisors, students, everyone on, on, on dairy cash to beef production and achieving high levels of profitability in it. Um, we have our research units then, obviously, that have been shown very recently in Grange and, and then also in Johnstown Castle that are working on various trials. And their trial work is going to be expanded and, and developed upon the next number of years to try and look at new ways of making maybe higher levels of profitability in a sustainable manner. And we will have a a large number of communication outputs, so we'll be, you know, working with various media, media campaigns and um, online, uh, print media, etc. We'll be, you know, putting the message out there as much as we can of, you know, what's going right and what's going wrong on these farms. Um, and, you know, try, try and develop a blueprint for, I suppose, profitable dairy calf to beef production. A huge extent of a campaign, Alan, really integrating between the beef and dairy sector. There's a lot to be achieved in the next five years. And I suppose the Ballyvaden demonstration farm in Tipperary, that'll be a key component of the programme. Can you tell me more about the farm and what system will be operated on it? Yeah, it's um, about 275 acres or thereabouts in Ballyvaden. It's near Feathered in Tipperary. Um, it's uh, 
a, a basically going to be run as a as a full dairy calf to beef to finish unit. Uh, in and around 300 calves will be bought in from high merit beef sires. Uh, we have a number of farms that are going to be providing us with these calves. We have identified the straws that they are to use on their cows. Um, and the calves will be purchased from these farms every every spring and reared from around in around three weeks of age onwards on the farm in Tipperary. Um, the target is to take these through to finish at, I suppose, a younger age as well. So we'll be hoping to move the vast majority of these calves uh, off the farm finished, you know, in around that 21 month, month of age mark on average, a bit earlier for the heifers and maybe a bit later for the bullocks. Um, it'll be a heifer and steer finishing system as well. Um, variety of, of, um, of breeds will be, will be trialed. Uh, from you know early maturing to continental breeds to probably some some Frisian cinder as well. So we'll 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 see what becomes in in terms of the the results we can get. We'll be trying to demonstrate, I suppose, you know, key messages as well that we're seeing on some of the the dairy beef five hundred demo farms in terms of herd health, in terms of management of the calves at grass, and and again this this weight target, trying to hit this daily weight gain at every stage all the way along, where we're not losing any ground, and that isn't leading to you know, too long and expensive winter finishing period in the second winter that might be hitting our levels of profitability. Um, also, some areas such as, you know, drafting cattle and assessing the right fat score to kill your cattle that will be looked at. And the messages from that will be going out to the public as well. And this farm is going to be open for a lot of discussion group days, open days, etc. So, you know, people that are involved with, with Chagas or, 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 or the wider public will be will be able to come on the farm and see what's happening and question and look and see what's you know what's what's happening what's going right and what's going wrong that's great alan i'm sure listeners will look forward to visiting the farm you mentioned there the dairy b500 farmers they would be a key interest to farmers across the country where are the new four farms located the new four farms are located running in bailey bar charlie smith is in county cavan um we have uh garrett peoples up in newtown cunningham and donegal James O'Sullivan is based in uh, West Cork down near, near Skibbereen, I suppose. Um, and then we have uh, Owen and Mary Hartig um, below in, uh, he's down below Dingle. Um, so we've kind of spread it down to corners of the country where we have, I suppose, they're, they're maybe in the far corners of the country to a certain degree. Um, and they are, I suppose, areas where we didn't have any real penetration with this in, in this market before. So we've, we've given a good spread at this stage that, you know, every region should have a farmer within a reasonable driving distance of him. And, and that's the idea that we'd be able to bring farmers onto these farms regularly um to to see what's happening and to, to tease things out and to you know ask the farmer questions ask the advisor questions and to to figure out how to bring some some best practice back to their own farms as campaign manager you have a large team involved with you alan yeah yeah there's, there's um i suppose there's there's three main advisors with me there's um there's tommy cox is going to be covering as an advisor in the in the northwest there's uh fergal mcguire is going to be in the northeast and sean cummins will be in the southeast um and that but that they're the front they're what you see in front but behind it there's a huge team as well so we've uh two advisors in every region a dairy and a beef advisor identified as lead advisors for this program and they'll be involved in directing the campaign uh, in the background ensuring that you know we, we get the information out there in terms of local events and discussion groups and you know the information is disseminated so everyone can can see what's happening and we also have um i suppose the wider chagas um pr team and uh you know admin team in the background as well there to to help you know work this and 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 get as much of the message out as we can it'll also be a key part of the chagas signpost program as well alan 
Yes, it will. And I suppose a lot of what we will be aiming to achieve will feed nicely into the signpost program in terms of, you know, we are trying to, you know, reduce the edge of slaughter, reduce our carbon footprint. We're trying to, you know, reduce the level of inputs put on these farms in terms, you know, chemical fertilizers and looking at, you know, items like red clover, white clover. Um, a number of farmers have put in red clover this year. And last year, there's a number of them that put in multi-species spores recently as well. Um, so there's a lot of areas we're working on to try and, you know, reduce our environmental footprint. And, and that does also work to improve profitability on the farms. It's been proven that this will work, you know, that if you can, uh, you know, achieve your weight targets, your cattle are gone quicker, they're slaughtered faster, and, you know, that's less inputs and less costs, and, and that does increase your profitability. So one does tie in nicely with the other. Finally, Alan, where can listeners get more information on the campaign and follow it over the next five years? Well, we're going to be working hard in our, our media campaign, so you will see <clears throat> plenty of information coming out through print media. Um, we have our Chagas Daily uh, newsletter. We have our uh, Chagas Beef Twitter, Facebook page. Um, we will be doing more podcasts. We will be putting videos together. Um, we will uh, have open days, discussion group days. We'll be there at every... Uh, beef and dairy conference that'll be happening there'll be a constant stream of information coming and if anyone wants to be part of a discussion group or if anyone wants to uh, take part in any courses just contact your local Chagas office and put your name down um, they'll pass the information on to me and um, we'll, we'll be getting back in contact with you ourselves so you will everyone just needs to keep an eye on on, on the media and um listen to the, what's happening coming out of Chagas and um, there'll be lots of information being put out there for the next five years. Thanks, Alan. Well done on all achieved in the Green Acres programme and the best of luck to you and your team and all the farmers participating in the Dairy B 500 campaign over the next five years. Thank you. That's all for this week's episode and my thanks to Alan for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie. Or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.